Mr. Jardy B is a small man, you see, but Mr. Jardy B has the girth of three. Welcome to another episode of the Chode Soap. Enjoy. Hello and welcome. <clears throat> welcome to the Note Soap, um, a podcast where I drive and I talk about nothing in particular. It's me, it's Jardy, I'm Jardy B10. Yes. It feels like it's been a while. Has it? I feel like it has. It hasn't. I actually, I I recorded a podcast last week, I guess. Um, Yeah, but but yeah, this is my three-pointer for the week, as you all know. I posted it in the three-point section, um, and today, tonight, I am supposed, excuse me, to be recording a podcast with Doomsday, as per, uh, the charity auction, and I already made good on my one charity auction, uh, bid item, I set ablaze my old underwear on behalf of nobody, um, it's just too bad, really pretty good underwear, but I guess I had moved on for them. I actually was pretty tempted, so I made that video. I I posted a YouTube video into the off-topic section um, of that event, and I somewhat deliberately made it five minutes, kind of with the idea that I may just claim it as a VHL radio, but I figured, A, I've got a couple more hours of driving yet, or so, um... And B, I have a lot of questions in my question thread that are piling up, and the majority of them aren't really... I don't want to go over them with Doomsday, because A, questions take a long time, and B, they're all kind of fucking stupid. So, and I don't want to subject him to that. And and it's funny, too, I actually answered these questions before in a podcast that, were, that I recorded before the holidays, even, that I intended to post like the following week um but then some of the stuff was became irrelevant like i think one of the things i mentioned i think i I said something along the lines of like oh yeah horcrux is gone now i hope she's okay kind of thing that's how old that was and then a few days later that whole thing happened and yeah the following week i was like well this podcast is dated i'm not gonna post it so let's answer the questions again could I just edit that irrelevant parts out? Yes. Yes, I could do that. And it wouldn't really be that hard. And yeah, and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. But I feel like this is more authentic. It's just re-answering the questions. Plus, I don't remember what I said. So it's cool. Maybe I can compare the two. See what my answers are. Um, so we left off with Beavis. B-A-V-I-S. Uh, from December 17th, 2021, our previous year that we lived in. Nearly a full month. No, literally over a full month ago. Um, his first question was, who is the first member you really felt a connection slash a friendship with, and do you still talk to them? Um, to answer the second part of that question, no, I don't. Um, I don't know who the first really was. Uh, I think I've referenced in the past. Maybe I've even referenced this. Maybe this wasn't a question that I answered on my uh, um, 
maybe, maybe I answer this in a, in a podcast I published, but whatever, I'm answering them again. I make my own rules. Um, anyway, I've referenced in the past that I, one of the first kind of friends I made on the VHL was a member named The Q. Um, I don't remember really much about him. I know he lived in New Zealand for a while. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, and his goaltender was New Zealish as a result. Uh, but he went inactive, honestly, relatively speaking, like pretty quickly. Like we were probably good buds for like a few months, maybe, um, before he departed. Like I think he went inactive with his player, who was also a season 16. I just realized I'm really tired. Um, so yeah, I know he was one of the first. Um, other than that, there's been a handful. Uh, certainly Victor was someone who I talked to a lot on MSN back in the day pretty good buds we also don't really talk anymore <laughs> uh we're both too inactive i think and i don't want to talk to him no i'm just kidding i would talk to him but i don't really talk to tons of vhl people anymore <laughs> except horcrux isn't that funny wasn't that funny um and david knight was another big one uh again he certainly wouldn't have been the first friend i made uh via the vhl or first kind of person I had a connection with, but we were good buds as well for a bit, um, particularly when we were both commissioners. Um, and then I'd be remiss not to mention Fresco Elmo, who we also were pretty good buds um, back in the day. He taught me a drinking game that I spread throughout my entire province, and we got drunk off of it pretty much throughout my entire college years, so that was big. Um, and we were both in engineering and stuff. He's more successful than me at the moment. At the moment. Um, and yeah, I don't talk to him as much as I used to. Even though, like, I have plenty of opportunity. Like, I was in a voice chat with him the one day, and we were just both gaming. <laughs> we were just both gaming and not really talking. Um, but I do still love him. He's my only remaining uh, Facebook friend. And only ever Instagram friend, as far as I know, from the VHL. Uh, actually, I think I might be Facebook friends with Sterling, too, but whatever. Who gives a shit? Um, so, yes, those are my answers to question number one. Question number two. If I had to move to any other province, which province would it be? Um, I don't really know, because I've spent a considerable amount of time in most other provinces. Um, though, if I had to choose one offhand... Unfortunately, the answer, if for no other reason than just, like, by process of elimination, uh, would probably be British Columbia, because my girlfriend, um, was living in the mountains in Nelson for a while, and she's just truly in love with the Kootenays, um, so I guess, like, I could see myself going back out there for her sake, um, and I really hate cold weather, so that would be another big draw to move out west. Uh, if I went on the island or whatever, just the coast in general, that would be pretty cool. Um, I wouldn't, I have no reason to live in Manitoba, that'd be dumb. I already live in Saskatchewan. Kind of same, same with Alberta. Alberta does have a couple perks, um, mainly that it's closer to the mountains, which are nice. Uh, I don't think I would ever live in Ontario. I don't really like big, big cities. 
like they're fine to visit but I don't think I would ever want to live in a fucking big city and if you're not living in a big city in Ontario then again I already live in Saskatchewan I don't need to live in the rest of Ontario there's truly nothing else that draws from there uh kind of same goes for Quebec uh I do like the Quebec cities that I've been to I've been to Quebec City and Montreal when I was a teen and they're pretty cool at least I thought so when I was a teen I would like to go back though there's a lot of culture there um the east coast is a bit of a an unknown quantity for me I haven't visited I don't really have any concept what it'd be like um I'm sure it'd be all right though that's I don't know maybe I would live there I truly don't know but I guess the answer is BC um as much as I hate to live, admit that. And since you said provinces, I won't cover the Northern Territories. But since I've mentioned them, never would move there. It's too cold. Uh, number three. If I had to marry, fuck, kill teams in the VHL and or VHL, which would they be? Ah, now this is one. Um, I can't remember what I would have said last time. But I think I have a pretty good idea. Uh, so I'd probably marry the Calgary Wranglers. Um, for VHL because they're, you know, my first team. They're my little comfort, my little comfort dome, my first true love. Uh, we were fated to be together. Marriage. Um, kill. There's a lot of good candidates to kill. Uh, London is just perennially atrocious of a team. No offense to anybody in London. But just since I've been here, like, they didn't exist before I left, and since I've come back, um, I don't know if they've ever made it past a wild card round, or even reached a wild card round, really. Um, so they just smell of a franchise that's doomed and cursed. Um, officially, I should, though, I would be remiss not to kill Vancouver Wolves for the horror they've inflicted on our league. Um... Yeah, I mean, whatever. The leagues have to evolve. We have to adapt. Um, But it is their fault. Um, It was inevitable, but it's their fault, and they should die for it. And then, ironically, for fuck, I think kind of Moscow seems like a good fuck candidate. Um, Good candidate to fuck. Because they just have, conversely to London, like a perennially really good team. And they're also pretty much meta, but at least not as disgustingly committed to it as Vancouver is. Um, And I suppose they're less successful for it, but they kind of have like that hot, sexy team vibe. And a lot of that's Spartan, which again, shames me to admit, because he's a nerd. Um, I love him, but he's a nerd. Um, And yeah, and that's a good team. I would fuck him. Uh, VHLM, I will lightning round, I suppose. Uh, let's marry Halifax, because why not? I'm already here. Let's fuck... Oh, let's fuck Saskatoon. I could also marry Saskatoon, but let's fuck them instead. Um, and then we will kill... Vesteris. No, I'm just kidding. Let's kill... Las Vegas, because Robbie Zimmer's moved, um whoever was Las Vegas to Las Vegas. Um, And we should purge this league of Robbie Zimmers and his stench. Uh, Number four, what is my biggest regret in my time in the VHL? Um, 
probably I have plenty so many um lots of lots of cringe severely cringy posts lurking about on this fair website of ours um so I have no shortage of things I suppose I in general I regret uh leaving how or the state I left things in because it was commissioner and like the league was dying and I was just like I'm done and I just left so I regret that but probably what stands out for me um is how I treated a member I mean how I treated lots of members but in particular the member Magster and I don't think I was particular like I wasn't ever wasn't consistently like a bully or anything like that um but I'm quite certain I like had some blow-ups on her and said some really horrible things um and again I did that with a number of members but I regret it with Magster the most I guess because I don't know she was just a fucking teenage girl who was probably like bipolar or something like that you know she wasn't neurotypical as they say um, and, and therefore she could be like, I don't know, irritating. You know, some members are controversial. She was like a controversial member, always, you know, finding themselves in fights. And we got along well for the most part, but yeah, there was just times as commissioner when you're dealing with controversial members where you, you just have a lot of run-ins with them and then you, you say nasty things. Um, and so I guess I regret that probably the most could be bad, worst about it anyway number five do you think the less drama the league has the worse it is for activity I had a really good answer for this last time and I'll try to parrot it now um, yes and no was the answer um, I think drama a little bit of drama can drum up some activity and that can be fine you know I think all the multi stuff was fun um, I think like the Casher Horcrux stuff was like a little more problematic, but I mean, you look at people like AJ Williams and Alexandra and 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 other whoever else got banned or suspended. I don't think that's so bad. Like, yeah, they did bad things and it caused some drama. And now I can already bug them about it. It's what's great, and I have both of them, um, and that's lovely. So yeah, drums up a little activity, get some uh, get some storylines going, adds to the history of the league. It's great. Um, but too much drama is a bad thing. And if I want to go and reference, um, excuse me, for to reference the league dying again, that was an instance of that. There was too much drama back then. Uh, that was just like a bunch of bored people constantly getting in fights with each other and people like Boo Bobby, like complaining about shit, but not offering any solutions and just, it was just a negative place if there's too much drama there's too much negativity if there's too much negativity no one wants to be around and if no one wants to be around the league is not a healthy place to be a little bit of drama can add some excitement but too much is is too much uh and then number six if i could have anyone guest on the podcast who would it be and why definitely doomsday um because he paid for the right to be and also check out my next podcast that i'll maybe I'll be posting after this one because it'll require more editing. But, uh, yeah, that's my number one. My number two, I don't know. I don't really give a shit. Uh, there's lots of great people. Wouldn't mind having you, Beavis, as a guest. That seems fun. 
Um, Beketov, we're supposed to all reference this later in Shindig's question. Um, but Beketov and I were talking about doing like a drunk history type podcast, which again, I'm not a great candidate for because I can't remember shit, but whatever. Um, and speaking of Shindig's, I would love to do a podcast with him just to confirm that he's not a multi. Um, yeah, tons of people, literally anyone, honestly. Um, but I guess those are those the important people, you know? Yeah. Thank you, Beavis, for the cues. Um, I don't know if I'll answer your other cues, because this podcast is already 16 minutes long. And it's for three points. Uh, the next set of questions was from Shindigs, and he bitched about um, Beavis asking a question that I already answered, but sort of answered, but I do not remember what my response to Shindigs' question, version of that question was, or even if I did answer it. Hmm. Anyway, his new set of questions from December 17th, 2021 um, was number one. Why are you the way you are? Uh, Obviously, my upbringing and my parents and just everything. I grew up in a conservative small town, not like two, two, like not in a fucking Texas football movie conservative necessarily but you know a conservative small town uh full of hard-working farmers um and yeah I'm actually more of a reaction to that more than a product of it if that makes any sense um you know I was around a lot of sort of do this this way um for a bright and healthy life and I'm just and also I don't know, my, my, my parents are stressed out people all the time, they run a farm probably not as well as they could but they run a farm and they're very high strung So that, and as a result I'm like a goofy, very chill very relaxed man yeah so that's kind of why um <laughs> I don't know where the weirdness came from admittedly that one I can't explain I explain like the being chill um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know where I don't know where a lot of that came from. Uh, number two, of all the COC jokes thus far, which one is your favorite? I don't know, man. They all blend together. Um, I thought the one I made about the the about the COC, the cock not being long enough uh, to reach my DMs uh, in in Horcrux's one thread. I thought that was one of my best. You had a really good one. I think I had a better answer for this <laughs> when I recorded this a month ago. Um, I don't, but I don't remember any of them in particular. But they're all great. The answer is all of them. Number three. How do you know so much about my redacted? Uh, this is another one where even a month ago, I wasn't sure if it was... Um, if this was just like a non sequitur or if you were referring to something in particular. Um, oh, and then I did a bit where I tried to censor it. Maybe I should edit that in. I'm going to. I'm just going to edit in my old question, my old answer to this question, even though it's really bad. Number three, how do you know so much about my redacted? This was probably referencing something that was discussed closer to December 17th. Um but I don't remember. Or maybe it's a non sequitur. This is a problem, Shindigs. You have to quickly learn this about me. I don't remember anything. 
I almost forgot about, I really appreciated that you ran with my Velociraptor joke uh, for my podcast with Sam, because I saw you make a few references to that. And I laughed because I had forgotten that I even made that joke. Um, but assuming this is a non sequitur, I will just have to yes and you. The reason I know so much about your is because every night I look into your window, excuse me, I look into your window and I watch you while you also, and, and then add, I don't know, this is really hard to do on the fly. Q, that was bad. Hold on, let me try that again. Q, all right, that was sloppy. Anyway, um, yeah, it's because I spy on you while you change. Question number four. Uh, so Halifax are absolute dog to the point where they even lose to us, Miami. Uh, what's your take on the future rebuild of the sinking ship? Um, yeah, uh, okay, I'll answer that part first because he, he keeps going. He just won't ever, he just won't ever stop this shindigs. Um, hold on, I need to get a sip of water here. All right, I've returned. Yeah, the rebuild of Halifax is pretty unfortunate. Um, we were set up to compete going into the season, and, and things went just tits up immediately. Um, and I think we were kind of having a difficult time picking a course and staying it. I think ultimately it turned out okay. We're very well set up for season 83 now, but we're also not set up, for, set up enough for this upcoming season 82. Uh, so we'll have to rely entirely on waivers, which sounds kind of fun, honestly. Um, but I can't imagine any, uh, great successes coming in season 82. Um, so I guess, I don't know, my take, it would have been nice. My, my goal, the reason I wanted to become an assistant GM is I kind of wanted to try and instill or, or at least encourage a type of team building that isn't so boom and bust. Uh, I want to be more like you loser um, and just sort of hold on to our own draft picks and just consistently have, you know, a few draft picks to keep the team up, um, like get, get your core in the draft and then kind of build on waivers and just have a team that isn't like Ottawa and doesn't just, you know, stock up for one big season like we're going to be doing in season 83 um, and just have a nice balanced team and which in turn would create a nice balanced league where the stats aren't ridiculous and you don't have one team with like a goal differential of 200 and another team with a goal differential of negative 200 um, I don't know it's just fucking silly and it gets so complicated later in the season because then you you know, run into problems where there's people signing up around the trade deadline or whatever around that that area of time. And if you're a shitty team, you're like, ah, like, I don't necessarily, you know, what if this person wants to participate in the playoffs? Like, I can't really, and for the sake of that, like, do I, fuck me, I think I just got a rock. I definitely got hit with a rock. I don't know if it chipped or not, but that was loud. Anyway, um, you almost feel bad for signing new members to a 
uh, non-playoff team, especially when you're selling off your players and you don't really have a locker room anymore and there's just not a lot in-game to get excited about. So when you're not competing, it's hard to sign waivers, but at the same time, it's hard to watch fucking teams that are competing sign waivers because they don't get to fucking actually play. So I don't know what's worse. Anyway, in conclusion... (laughs) What I'm saying is I want the VHLM to be more balanced so you don't run into shit like that. Like, if you're going to miss playoffs, at least miss playoffs valiantly. Like, at least go down fighting. Like, have a chance up until, you know, the last few days, not, you know, sell off well before the trade deadline um, because you already have no chance then. It's, it's problematic. My take is that it's problematic. Uh, then you ask, how dare I steal 420? Uh, and can I imagine Eaton Cooch and Mia Khalifa being on the same deep pairing? Yeah, I do kind of apologize. Eaton Cooch was very good for us. Um, unfortunately, I think he went inactive now. Uh, so I was very jazzed about that signing at first. Uh, and to be fair, I mean, he did last visit January 4th. That's not as inactive uh, as I thought he was, but he hasn't done a... He hasn't done a point task in some time, or a post, or anything, so... Yeah, maybe you would have been better off. I'm sorry. Sorry. Number five. How am I liking... How are you liking your off-meta defenseman thus far? Uh, and what does future plans for Mr. PP look like? Um, so yeah, I have mixed feelings about, uh, my off-meta defenseman. Uh, so when I made him... Before Poopy Pee Pants, before I went inactive, that was my first defenseman. My first defenseman's name was Dragon McDragon. And I intended... There was no meta yet. I thought I was going to build the meta. uh, Because I'd started to kind of understand, you know, uh, according to SDHS, uh, there's like a weird decision-making process depending on your stats. So I knew that defense was a passing stat and passing was a passing stat and all this and that. Uh, and I looked at an old, I kind of looked up to the Hall of Fame player David Hedman, who got tons of assists and was a Hall of Fame defenseman. So I was like, hey, I can build like a better version of that, you know? So I made Dragon McDragon, um, and I went inactive, like when I hit 200 TB or something like that. Uh, but the crazy thing is, is that in the league was going through some stuff. So scoring was different, but Dragon McDragon, even at like 200 TB, ended up having like a fucking 100 plus point season, um, playing on the same team as one of Victor's Hall of Fame players, mind you. But he ended up doing really well, so it was like, yeah, lots has changed, everything's a lot more competitive these days, but you would think that if I just built that same player and actually remained active with them, uh, that it would turn out well, and he's... Yeah, been mediocre. He's been improving every season, but I would like to see him at least be a point per game. Like, my vision for him was that he'd be heavy on assists and a defensive player. And he's not doing either very well. Like, he is getting more assists than goals, which is cool. Um, And, yeah, he's improved every season, which is fine. But, yeah, I'm now pretty much hitting my prime uh, as far as, like, amount of TPE allocated goes. And I'm still not a point-per-game player, and my defensive stats are just whatever, kind of middle of the road. So, I don't know. It's better than being a meta player, though, if nothing else. Uh, And as for future plans, well, he just got traded to Malmo. (laughs) Um, 
so yeah maybe the change of scenery will, will spice it up I don't know I think the trick to having a good player is, is finding that balance like you don't want to be in a situation well you don't necessarily want to be in a situation like Vancouver where you're winning every season and three of you are doing really well um, you know which is all well and good for those three players uh, but I don't know, yeah, maybe maybe you get an off-meta defenseman. Like, yeah, all those players are meta players, but only three of them get to be Hall of Famers or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So uh, maybe you just build an off. Maybe if Vancouver had an off-meta defenseman, that off-meta defense, maybe Poopy Pee Pants would be good in Vancouver. I don't know. I don't know. So we'll see. What I'm trying to say is, is that maybe a change of scenery will help Poopy's production out and maybe help the team out. Um, you know, Davos, he, you know, him and Tabau were pretty similar players. I guess Reinhardt was a meta guy and our forwards were, I don't know, mixed. I don't know. We'll see. My future plan is getting traded to Malmo and maybe I'll resign. Uh, I feel a little bad, although again, I sh- really shouldn't because it has nothing to do with me whatsoever. But Dom paid as much as he did thinking that Poopy was, uh, had another season on his contract. He doesn't. I could just leave after this season via free agency. And I might, but that entire, uh, entirely depends on just the team situation. You know, if Malmo's in position to start a rebuild at the end of the season, then I'll just leave. Um, but if they're going to gear up for another cup run in season 83, then I'd maybe sign on. I don't know. I like the people there. I forgot that Terry was traded version two. Um, so that was disappointing to learn, (laughs) but scoop is still here, which is cool. Uh, so there's still some old people. Um, yeah, we'll give it a shot. I really like, it's exciting being on the, my first new team, the first expansion team that I've ever been on. So that's cool. I mean, other than Cologne, but whatever. Um, actually, I actually don't remember if I've ever played for Quebec. Anyway. Um, yeah. I'm liking them fine. Number six. When are we getting drunk history stream with me and Vekatov? First of all, I don't know if we mentioned anything about streaming it, but that is an okay idea. I, I, I don't know, whatever. That's up to for debate. Uh, B, I don't know. Well, I'll have to bug him. That's the thing. We're both old and busy, so we're not, like, hounding each other about it. Like, we had a good talk about it before Christmas, and we're like, yeah, maybe we can get it done in the first week of January, and that didn't happen. Um, And now we haven't talked, we haven't spoken to each other since. So it's something we want to do, but don't have time to do. But I think um, if you bug us enough, or if we bug each other enough, it'll happen eventually. Um, I don't know, let's say in February. Thank you for the questions. Uh, I think maybe I should leave Beavis's New Year's Eve questions. Um, um, no, yeah, this is a good one to leave for, uh, for Doomsday. All these questions are okay. So that's it. That's all. Thank you for listening, I guess. And, uh, you know, support your own race and culture, but also support others. Don't be a dick. (laughs) Gotcha. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Bye.